helping CEOs and business leaders discover the energy to perform exceptional brilliance and positively impact the lives of those around them. Be inspired by world leaders, game-changing influencers, and next-level gurus. This is the Active CEO Podcast, where the ordinary don't belong. And now your host, CEO and founder of Energy to Perform, international speaker and leadership performance coach, Craig Johns. Kia ora and hi, I'm Craig Johns, and welcome to episode 81 of the Active CEO Podcast. We are decoding a segment of breaking the CEO code. And today we are talking about the fourth element of the four basic fundamentals of being a high performing leader. And it's all about how a leader can recover with purpose. Let's talk about first around what sleep deprivation and chronic tiredness provides to the body because we really want to make sure we have really strong mental resilience and peak brain performance so our body can perform at the highest levels. Sleep deprivation and chronic tiredness have a major effect on performance and productivity. You know, it's if we are, if we are in that tired state, it's really difficult to focus. You know, you you find it challenging to stay on one task. Your brain is kind of in this fog and moving in different directions. We take longer to complete tasks. Uh, you know, our our reactions aren't as quick. Our memory isn't as effective, and we aren't able to function as quickly. So it becomes very challenging to generate new ideas and be innovative and creative in what we are doing. Our verbal, auditory, visual, and arithmetic learning also is decreased. So we're not able to remember stuff as easily. So our recognition memory is reduced. Our reaction times, as mentioned before, aren't as fast. So if we are doing you know, if we're in a conversation, we can't react as quick. If we're, aren't, if we're playing sport, for instance, we may not be able to react fast enough to be able to stop a ball in hockey. We, if you're a musician, then you, your reaction times might not be as, as effective and you may lose your rhythm and the beat and may miss something really important. Our decision-making is also negatively effective and also on there, if we make an error, our ability to error correct is reduced. You know, our ability to appreciate and respond to increasing complexity becomes challenging. So there's a lot of effects there on both performance and productivity. From a health point of view, you know, we you have lethargy. Some people experience heartburn and palpitations. It does definitely decrease our immune function, so it makes us more susceptible to common illnesses and colds. Yeah, we even don't, our appearance is also affected. You know, how often do you say, wow, you don't look good. You, you obviously got out of the wrong side of the bed or didn't get much sleep last night. Our body functions struggle. You know, the body needs sleep so it can repair and recharge. For some people, there's quite a few effects on their hunger. So some will eat more when they sleep uh, sleep deprived and some will eat less. So it affects us in different ways. And long-term from a health point of view, sleep deprivation and chronic tiredness can lead to increased risk of obesity, heart disease, and diabetes. Now people who sleep less than an average of seven hours a night are three times more likely to develop a cold, therefore increasing their 
potential to take sick leave or miss their kids' uh, function, you know, their performance at school. So it's, it's really important that you know we we look after ourselves in that sense. For many, sleep deprivation and chronic fatigueness or tiredness can have a potentially d- dangerous and disastrous outcome in both the workplace and also in other areas. So it affects our cognitive ability, which um, impairs our ability to perceive something, make a judgment. Um, as we mentioned before, reaction time and decision making. You know, it's a common cause of many traffic accidents is people are sleep deprived. That's why trucks have mandatory truck stops or rest times where they can't be on the road and must be resting uh, throughout their day. Human error related activities, you know, pilots, surgeons, drivers, you know, they are occupations that are so rely so much on their effectiveness to be able to be, have mental clarity and make effective decisions. So being sleep deprived and in a, in a state of fatigue can have a, a major implication on whether they actually um, survive as a pilot or a driver, uh, as a surgeon, whether they actually make the right decision and effectively um, repair someone's heart, for instance. You know, some examples of major international catastrophes where, which have occurred because of sleepiness and, and lack of sleep and, and people are tired, uh, like the Three Mile Nuclear Meltdown, Chernobyl Nuclear Explosion, the Challenger Space Shuttle Disaster, and the Valdez Oil Spill. So some major international uh, you know, damaging instances have occurred because of people's uh, lack of sleep and, and being tired because they're not recovering with purpose. From an emotional, social, and psychological well-being point of view, that sleep deprivation and chronic tiredness affects our feelings and mood. You know, it, for some people, it may also instigate paranoia, hallucinations, mania, and memory loss. You know, they actually compare it to a lack of sleep is also comparable to the effects that you receive when you are drinking alcohol, where there are delays in your ability to react, as we mentioned. You're, you start to slur. Your IQ, IQ actually drops. They have research that shows that your IQ will drop if you... Um, have a reduced amount of sleep on average over over a period of days. Really powerful stuff. In the workplace, you know, an irritable employee can have a major effect on teamwork and communication. And we tend to result to stereotypical and racial biases during evaluations when we are in a tired state. We are also more likely to misinterpret cues and overreact to people's emotions. So you can see how that can affect relations in the workplace and also in other relationships and in other settings as well where there are people and communication and teamwork are important. From a stress point of view, we see higher levels of stress, anxiety and frustration. For some people, withdrawal starts to occur when we are tired and when we are when we are lacking in sleep. There is quite often a lack in optimism. So we go into more of a pessimistic state when we are tired and fatigued. And then obviously, you know, burnout can burnout is a result of 
you know, being tired, stressed, um, overwhelmed, etc. So it's all part of that mixture. So people probably ask, you know, what is the magic number of sleep? Now it depends on what you're doing. So say if you're a CEO that is, you know, working 60 hours a week and you're training for a marathon, then you're probably going to need more hours sleep than say someone who does 40 hours work, nine to five, goes home and relaxes with the kids, um, goes to walk outside. You know, there are research shows that maybe one to two percent of the population have a genetic mutation which reduces the sleep required for that person to four to five hours per night for optimal functioning. Now that's only one or two percent. So 98 to 99% of the population requires somewhere around seven to nine hours, depending on what their lifestyle is and what their work and stress load is. So the more, the greater the work, the greater the stress, the greater the need for more rest and recovery. You know, when you look at elite athletes and high-performing uh, Olympians, for example, the art to performance and success is based on recovery. It's not based on the type and how much work. It is based on the recovery that's applied to the amount of work and type of training they are doing. So the recovery is the key ingredient. And that's why rest and sleep is so valuable. Now, one of the things you need to be aware when we're sleeping is that melatonin hormone is released into the bloodstream to regulate our sleep when it starts to get dark. So if you're using phones and laptops, screens which emit blue light, then it confuses your pituitary gland, which is what produces the melatonin hormone, and it will prevent it from excreting melatonin because it's waiting for darkness, and the blue light prevents that from happening. And you need melatonin to help you go to sleep. It's a, it's a beautiful hormone that allows you to relax and recover. Now, while you're sleeping, your body is restoring valuable body tissues, repairing organs, and it's a daily reset, recharge, and a growth mechanism. You know, that's why we see young kids, we're trying to get them to bed, you know, around that 9, 10, 11 hours, because that's when their hormones are excreted, so they can grow and develop and um, improve their memory quickly. As we get a bit older, we don't require as much because we've done all that growth during our, our young formative years. However, it depends on what type we're working, will depend on how much uh, of that rest and recovery is required. So let's look at a few ways here that you can improve your ability to recover with purpose. Now we talked about sleeping seven to nine hours per night, and you obviously need to factor in what your workload and stress is to how much you need during that time. You know, for me, uh, I tend to exercise once or twice a day. I work relatively, you know, you know, hours between 50, 60 hours a week quite commonly. Uh, so I need to make sure I get around the eight to nine hours per night every, every night. If I don't, I really struggle. Setting digital sunrise and sunsets is, is crucial to this. Obviously, we talked about the blue light emitted from iPhones, you know, computer screens, um, iPads, etc. So actually stating, okay, well, I'm not going to touch my electronics until 7 a.m. in the morning, and then I'm gonna switch them off at 7 p.m. at night, for instance. And then that allows your, your mind to relax for a longer period of time. It also lets it reset and the melatonin to kick in before you go to sleep. Now, in the bedroom, 
if you re if you want to help get the best sleep possible then look for complete darkness uh, looking at a quiet room um, cool temperatures so around that 17 18 degrees and clean bedroom you know like ensuring that there are no dust and around that could create allergies um, and also it's a our mind subconsciously works that if something is clean we're more relaxed as well so a messy room or a messy desk creates chaoticness and then that fires too many you know subconsciously fires triggers in our brain um, having fresh air you know the it's so valuable to have the windows open or or so you can fresh air can circulate through your house when you're sleeping i know here we've just gone through a bushfire season and it's been really challenging because we haven't been able to turn on aircon we've had to have doors closed windows closed so you've got quite stuffy air and also you're getting the the smoke haze coming through as well which makes a real challenge uh, especially for someone like me who has asthma um, and uh, struggles a little bit with allergies mattress and pillows are important too so making sure you get a mattress that is solid that has some comfort um, that that fits you and then also a pillow that's the right size and shape for your head and you know your shoulder width as well I find taking a cold shower when you go to bed or just before you go to bed um, relaxes me I also use it in the morning to wake up you know I really find it triggers and fires and everything I feel alive which is pretty cool uh, if, for those who drink caffeine caffeinated drinks then make sure you avoid them after 2 p.m. You know, caffeine has a half-life of 8 to 10 hours. So you need to make sure that the effects of caffeine, which stimulate your body to be awake and alive, um, have you know, flushed through the system in time for you to sleep. The old wives' tale of uh, placing lavender and lavender oil is actually really powerful. It's our strongest naturally occurring neuromodulator. So it... it allows our neural system to relax and modulate and therefore our brain's not our body's not firing as fast and our brain can start to settle down avoiding alcohol is important you know sometimes we see people talk about you know we have a glass of wine or we have some drinks and that allows me to go to sleep well yes it can and there are some good properties of say red wine however it actually interferes with proper sleep so it doesn't allow you to go through the full sleep cycle and the REM sleep that you need so you have to be careful with alcohol if you are going to have something have a little bit earlier in the evening outside of sleep you know you can look at power naps but throughout the day but make sure they're no longer than 20 minutes because it will it will trick your brain and your body and you'll feel really lethargic and tired afterwards if you go too long and then it will affect your sleeping patterns later on in the evening. So keep those to 10 to 20 minutes. You know, you, you see it on TV where the, uh, where the CEO puts the, closes the door, shuts the blinds, puts the feet up on the desk, and, and they have a power nap. Now, they're actually really powerful. And we use them, you know, athletes and high performers use them a lot. Free your mind so that your mind is relaxed and calm with meditation, mindfulness, breathing techniques, active meditation counting rhythms are really powerful uh, leading in that last hour before you go to sleep you know for me i'm very effective with my breathing patterns and i can you know i have been the best the most effective of being with breathing patterns i could get down to three breaths and i'd be sleeping and enter into a deep sleep really fast so it's a very powerful 
leave the work to the weekday, not the night or weekend. So, you know, really focus on setting those boundaries when you do work. You don't want your brain continuing to tick over after work hours. And you do need that weekend. You know, the weekend's designed for rest and relaxation, your body to recover. You know, it's, and we're in a dangerous state in society where we're starting to work six days. And then quite often now people check their emails on on Sundays as well, or they may be checking emails when they get home and, and trying to finish work. You know, let your body rest and recover and, and then really focus some time the next day. Switching tasks can allow you to rest and recover from your daily work so you can actually, you know, have better cognitive function and you can, can solve those problems that you need to. Look at an email blackout time, you know, it might be just for yourself or in the workplace where uh, at between certain times, we talked about digital sunrise and sunset, but actually creating an email blackout time where no emails can be sent. Exercise, you know, helps our body to relax and unwind, you know, especially that powerful act of meditation where our mind starts to, to dissolve things that have been sitting inside our head. It starts to free that mind a lot as well. What you if uh, nutrition is so valuable too, you know, what you eat will determine uh, how how that affects your body. You know, if there's a lot of inflammation due to, you know, processed foods, for instance, or lots of red meat, then it can take a long time for your body to relax and settle down because it's having to work overtime to try and process the food that's in there. Hydration levels have a massive impact on on your whole body function, your whole performance from cognitive to sleep, etc. So making sure you're well hydrated throughout the day and before you go to sleep. Not overhydrated because then you need to get up during the night to go to the toilet, but trying to be well hydrated. And one thing that works really well for a lot of people is going for a walk in nature. You know, getting out amongst the green trees and just walking helps relax um, their bodies, their mind, and allows them to recover throughout that day. So that's something you can do during the middle of the day, it's something that you can do before you go to sleep. Very, very powerful. So we need to make sure that we recover with purpose. You know, we we choose and we schedule in our rest and recovery. It's not something we do uh, when we get really tired and fatigued. We need to make sure we plan it in place. So I'm looking forward to hearing your ideas and how you are recovering with purpose. So you know, feel free to share this podcast episode and then also put your comments up in the feed on social media um, or, or maybe put a review online as well because we'd love to hear your thoughts and, and see what you're doing and what's working for you. This is the Active CEO Podcast where the ordinary don't belong. Join the Active CEO movement by visiting www.nrgtoperform.com. That's N-R-G number two perform.com. Share this podcast on LinkedIn and be sure to tag in NRG to perform. Leave a review on iTunes. Drop us a line with your feedback and questions and connect with us on the NRG to perform Facebook and Instagram pages. Be sure to check out the next Active CEO podcast where the ordinary don't belong.